everyone, Maureen Quende here, your podcast host, learning leader, researcher, speaker, coach, and leadership consultant. It's great to be back on the show this week for an exciting episode with our special guest, and this is no other than Merlene Clark. Thank you so much, Merlene, for honoring our invitation to be on the show. I'm sure our listeners cannot wait to learn about you. So thank, thanks again for honoring our invitation. Can you please go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you, Maureen. Actually, good afternoon, everyone. It's so great to be here and thanks for inviting me. Absolutely happy to accept this invitation. My name is Merlin Clark and I'm a certified trainer, speaker and coach and a member of the John Maxwell team. I'm also a certified behavioral analyst with the DISC assessment tool. I am excited and passionate about leading others. I am the CEO and founder of the Mac Leadership Solutions LLC company, which is a teaching, a leadership development company. I have shared on the show how I got into learning and development, and uh, but now okay. I want to turn my attention to ask Merlene, how, you know, how did you find yourself in a training role in learning and development? I know you were a trainer for many years at Eon. Can you tell us about your journey, how you got into the field? I would like to know uh, about your journey as well. My journey as a training and development professional did not begin with Aon. It actually began with T. Rowe Price Investment Company, which is a company based in Owings Mills, Maryland. Wow. Started with that company as a retirement plan specialist for mm -hmm. the 401k retirement plans. And I was also very good at doing presentation. And an opportunity opened up in the training department mm -hmm. and I applied for it and I got that position. So that's how my training career began at T. Rowe Price. And that's going back to 1997. Fast forward, I have trained with different organizations, corporations, including nonprofit organizations. And then I accepted a position at Aon back in 2008. However, it was not a training position. I was in between jobs, so I accepted that job as, as part of the Premium Accounting Service Center at Aon here in Owings Mills, Maryland. And uh, a year and a half or so, I accepted a position as their training professional. Wow. Yes, and this is something I'm really passionate about. I've always enjoyed training and development. I like to learn from others. Mm -hmm excited to see others learn. That's uh, exciting um, to think that, you know, you're into, you were into facilitation, right? Where you were, uh, you got in because, you know, you speak well, you're a great speaker. And many people sometimes don't understand the connection between public speaking and training, especially if you're, you know, you're facilitating training. Those two things are really uh, interrelated and you having that gift of, of public speaking, I'm sure the people that you trained at the time really enjoyed you uh, being their trainer and uh, couldn't wait for you to come back and train them each and every time. So Absolutely. thanks for sharing that uh, experience with us. Now, 
I'm just curious now you're, you know, you're doing your consulting, your leadership coach, your public speaker. How does your training experience, I think I know, but I would like to ask you, how does your training experience translate to what, you know, what you do now? Is there a commonality? Is there a connection? Actually, while I was still at Aon, I enrolled with the John Maxwell team to be certified as a certified coach, speaker, and a trainer. Mm -hmm. And I was coaching people during that time. However, as a training professional, I am excited about others learning. Right. I don't think that my experience, my skills as a trainer, trainer were being fully utilized. And I wanted to make more impact. And because of that, I decided I needed to be on my own. Right. And that's how Mac Leadership Solutions LLC was birthed. And I took all my skills and that is what I'm offering my clients. That's I enjoy training and development. Wow. So I can, you know, I, I, I'm glad you see um, how connected they are. And even though you're no longer with your um, former employer, you're now self-employed, you're still making impact in the field in another way. So that's great. Yeah. So for those who are listening, Marlene and I have a lot in common, actually. Uh, we both attend, uh, we're both part of this, the Toastmasters Club, where Mar Marlene is the area director. And we're both, you know, trained uh, by John Maxwell, part of the John Maxwell team, both do speak, train and coach, and really fascinated about leadership. But what's uh, amazing about Merlin is, is Merlin's area of interest in leadership, which is specifically that of moral authority leadership. That's really something that has piqued my interest and many people that we know, they're always like, wow, we didn't really think about moral authority leadership. And with Merlin being the expert, I know those who are on this call who are also wondering what moral authority leadership is. By the end of this you know, podcast, they would really have learned a lot about this topic. So Merlin, without much ado, um, can you really share what is moral authority leadership? Okay, thanks for asking that question because I have been asked that question many, so times. many times, right? <laughs> yes, I can imagine. You know, Yes, I've been asked, like, what is moral authority leadership? Most people focus on positional leadership. Mm -hmm. And what really bothers me or concerns me is that many people are very good at their skills. And because right. they've been with a company for a long time, leaders promote them to a leadership position because they are good at what they do. Unfortunately, they're given the position to lead others, but they never train them to be a leader. Hmm. That can be frustrating for that person as well as a team that they lead. That is about a position. A position doesn't make you an instant leader. Exactly. I agree. You know, training is key. You need leadership training to lead others. Now, moral authority is a recognition of a person's influence, and that is based on who they really are 
than the position that they hold. I don't care what your title is. It's all about who you are as a person. And leadership is nothing less and nothing more but influence. Leadership is influence. Absolutely. Influence is based on who you are. You must be a person that practices authentic living. You must build trust with the people you lead. They mm. must trust you. That, that's the word moral authority. It's earned by a lifetime of consistency. You must be consistent in what you do. You must be integrity. You must practice integrity. Absolutely. You must be leading these people with great integrity for a long period of time. They watch you. Mm -hmm. It's not a one-time shot. People watch you. They see what you're all about. They see if you make them promises and if you commit to those promises. Mm. It's all about moral authority. And Maureen, while I'm talking about this, another thing that confuses a lot of people are the terms leadership and management. They are not the same. And people use those two terms interchangeably because leadership really is leading people, right? influencing people, and they are following you. You're leading and influencing them right. in a positive way. Whereas management, you're not leading anyone. Management is a process. Absolutely. Management is doing things right. However, leadership is doing the right things. That's the difference. That's amazing. Um, you know, and a moral authority leader must be competent, must be courageous, and must be consistent. They must have all those three. You need to be competent if you want to lead people successfully. Because you as a person, you are leading this team. You need to lean into your gifts. You need to improve your gifts. Things change all the time. You need to keep abreast of the industry you are in. Mm -hmm. You want to improve your giftedness, your ability, and your strengths and encourage your team to do the same. We need to get better as leaders and expand our role and to be committed in developing our gifts and the gifts of our teams. That's exciting, that's fascinating. And thank you for dropping this golden nuggets, nuggets here about moral authority leadership. I have actually taken note of three C's that you've dropped. And it's about being competent. It's about being uh, courageous um, and just being consistent. And, and many times leaders do not, you know, demonstrate or they don't, don't go through all of that. And so that's something that it's worth remembering if you're wanting to stand out or identify with more authority leadership, those three C's definitely should be in your, um, in your in, you know, should be seen in the way you lead. So. I, I want to find out how different then is moral authority leadership from servant leadership. You know, they're somewhat similar. 
Because as I mentioned, a moral authority leader mm-hmm. be trustworthy. Right. Servant leader should also create a culture of trust. Yes. And not have a selfish mindset. Mm-hmm. We are leaders. It's not about me. It's about the team that I lead. As a leader, you should be focused on the team that you lead. And that's what a servant leader does. That's what a moral authority leader does. You want to foster leadership in others. What I find fascinating is many leaders, when I talk to some people, they'll say, I don't want to train them too much. Then they're going to want to take my job. That's exactly what they should be doing. You should always be training others to take your job. Because if you as a leader get promoted to the next level, shouldn't there be someone already prepared to step in your place? Hmm. You wanna foster leadership in others. You wanna keep training the next set of leaders. What if something happens to you? What if you, you get sick and you have to leave for a while? What happens? to your organization? What happens to your team if nobody else was trained to do what you do? You gotta be secure. Yes, you're right. Because most often, most people who don't wanna train others, they don't wanna put any succession planning in place is because they're so insecure about equipping others. And you know, the more you add value to people, the more you um, equip them, that's how it reflects even on your own leadership. And there's no one who has ever climbed, you know, Mount Everest alone. It takes a village. So when people absolutely to just lead by themselves or, you know, thinking, you know, um, they don't want to train anyone else. They can only do so much for that person. It's really selfish. When you're going all out, it, it still comes back to you because in a way, you know, you're proud that that person went forward and you're also paying it forward you know, like someone also helped you. So well, you said something that is very key. You say they're paying it forward and you're helping them. And I remember a quote by Zig Ziglar. If you give your people what they want, if you give that to them enough, mm-hmm. they will in turn give you what you want. Absolutely. If you train your team, they're going to be so good at what they do. And you will see that increased productivity. That's getting you what you want because you're giving them what they want. So be committed to training your team. That's right. And you know, when I think about it, maybe someone who's listening to this podcast who is not really familiar with leadership or maybe identifies with one, uh, maybe with uh, several leadership or don't even identify at all with any of what we've talked about and would like to learn how to you know gain moral authority can you share ways that can help them gain moral authority well i do teach a series of classes on leadership which includes moral authority leadership so they can get in touch with me and i'll be very happy to take them on that journey to improve their leadership skills and teach them more about moral authority leadership. That's great. I think it's just, I just personally think that 
Um, when I even think of the three C's as, you know, moral authority, thinking of com competence, being courageous, you know, being consistent, those are things that really distinguish people, you know, and, and that is something that is already thoughtful, provoking for anyone who's contemplating uh, about taking on a leadership, getting on the leadership journey. And I think moral authority leadership is what we should all, in a way, strive to be, and that would make even our various workplaces much more exciting and filled with purpose, right? Because many times we all get in a career, we all get in doing some work, but how is that really tied to purpose, right? So I think servant leadership or moral authority leadership, those they're really purpose-driven kind of leadership that can help us get to that place in our journey. You know, I always say that, what do you wanna be remembered for while you're here? What difference do you want to make as a leader while you're here? I think as a moral authority leader, those are the kind of ways that you can leave footprints in wherever you are, whichever um, environment you find yourself, for people to know that they can also become that person. And then it becomes you know, a, a snowball, a compounding effect, because you multiply leaders who are moral authority leaders, and then they're going to continue paying you forward. And before you know it, we're changing our world. We are changing our world. We are changing That's our what world. we're doing. You know, it, it is so key. And it, it really concerns me when I see leaders not taking that stand. They are not engaged in leadership training. They're not engaging their team in leadership training. They're just going. It's like, are you existing? Or what? What? How is your company growing? And during this pandemic, you know, they're faced with different things, and companies need to make that leader shift and think of ways to engage their employees, you know, stir it up and engage them. Stand up and be that example. Lead the way to encourage your people and give them the security to follow. That's what leadership is all about. That's that's fascinating. And I'm hoping that if anyone who's on this call or who knows anyone who's a leader, who's not really being a leader, a purpose-driven uh, leader, these are some little uh, little nuggets that you can, you know, can share with them or you can get empowered by. And uh, hopefully your workplace and your employees would even start enjoying um, the kind of leader that you are and being empowered by you know, by your, you know, your leadership style. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be competent. Get the training that you need to lead your team forward, adding value to yourself and to your team. Be courageous. You know, be courageous. Your courage is not the absence of fear. It's how you handle the fear. Yep. We all have some type of fear. The question is, are you willing to move forward? My company, Mac Leadership Solutions, LLC, I can help you move forward. A moral authority leader stands up and you are the example that lead your team forward. You must also be very consistent. The law of consistency says motivation gets you going and discipline keeps you growing. Treat people with respect, gain their trust, and have integrity, and we will all reach the highest level of authority. That's awesome. Be consistent. 
do good every day. It's not rewarded for a one-time shot or a weekly shot. Moral authority is rewarded after we have done it time and time again. So we must be consistent. That's right. You cannot, we cannot emphasize that enough. So now I know, um, I know what your, you know, your clients or people you work with are getting from this passionate topic. And I know that they're also busy transforming lives because you're helping them transform their lives. So I'm thinking, you know, how can our listeners find you if they would like to explore more about this topic and get to know where, you know, work with you or even just to um, have a further conversation around this topic? I can be reached at www.johnmaxwellgroup.com slash Merlin Clark. And it's M-E-R-L-Y-N-C-L-A-R-K-E. So www.johnmaxwellgroup.com slash Merlin Clark or at mclark at macleadershipsolutionsllc.com. Okay, great. And are you also on LinkedIn? I am on LinkedIn, Merlin Clark. I'm on LinkedIn okay. and on Facebook. All right, wonderful. I do have uh, my podcast show notes, so I'm going to add the link of your website in case anyone missed it. When you go to the show notes, uh, when I share the podcast, you can find the link there and you can click on it to uh, get in touch with uh, Merlin. So this has been great. I have loved our podcast and I know our listeners have been blessed as well. So we always wrap up our podcast with a signature question. So it depends on what the topic is about and who is on a guest on the show. We always ask the question, how, what does empowerment mean to you? So if I was speaking to, you know, maybe a learning leader, I would ask them that question, what it means to them as a learning leader. In this case, I would like to ask you, Merlene, what does empowerment mean to you as a leadership consultant? Empowerment. As a leadership consultant, empowerment for me is giving the people what they want, equipping them to do what they are good at doing. You want to empower them and give them the strength, build them up, encourage them to move forward. Not control, but give them these quick skills, equip them and help them, encourage them and let them know that they can trust you. That to me is empowering your people to move forward. Thank you so much for the mic drop and thank you for wrapping us up, sending you best wishes uh, in your personal and professional life. And to our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. I know you've learned a lot in this podcast and I would look forward to you listening on the next one. Mm -hmm.